Hello, class. I hope everybody's well. Uh, we have, have had a good dis discussion this week. I think there's a lot of energy around this topic, uh, the eschatological topic, and um, particularly because of the pessimism in our world today. I think uh, the, uh, uh, our discussion on post-millennialism, amillennialism, and premillennialism, these are all important discussions to have. Um, uh, and I think we can learn a few things from each position. Uh, I like the optimism of post-millennialism. I really do. I want the church to establish a good um, uh, good presence, uh, to establish a witness, a solid witness, to bring the lost into the fold, uh, to correct all injustices. I, I really like that dimension of post-millennial post uh, uh, theology. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, amillennial, amillennialism, you know, I, I, that is a very Calvinistic point of view. I, I just, I just cannot go that way. But it seems that the other, uh, the other tension is with this premillennialism, and and uh, and I think the the energy that comes with the topic is on the pessimism, uh, apocalyptic orientation that comes with it. Um, uh, the, and so I've noticed a lot of energy in your discussions, a lot of uh, a, a lot of good terms, a lot of good um, reflection, and uh, and and this is a thing. I mean, I grew up in the Pentecostal church, and I grew up hearing about the end times. I've uh, I think Carson mentioned the scary movies that uh, that people would watch, uh, and and even in recent times, uh, people talking about the blood moons. Uh, you know, labeling, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've heard people who labeled presidents as the Antichrist. Um, and uh, like this, you know, and so it's like, what is this? You know, what, what uh, uh, and so there's always this, uh, this expectation of everything is so evil, everything's so bad, break in Lord Jesus into our world. And, uh, and as you noted, that's, uh, uh, coming out of the Civil War and then the First World War, Second World War, you know, that that seems to be like a very strong um, uh, point of view, uh, this pessimism that exists in our world. Um, and another dimension of it is the escapism. Uh, uh, you know, get me out of here, Lord. This world is just uh, is going uh, to burn away. Just get me out of here. We just need to get out of here. So this... Uh, this escapism accompanied with this pessimism, uh, and I'll be completely honest with you, it would put me off when I was uh, uh, when I was younger. But the reality is that Paul anticipated a coming of Christ. Um, uh, the The disciples all anticipated a coming of Christ, and 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 the epistles um, uh, always tells us that you know, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming soon. The revelation tells us about Jesus coming. Um, and so, uh, I like, if you ever have a chance to, uh, take Chris Thomas for his revelation class, I strongly recommend you do that. Um, he has some very important points about the book of revelation that we need to consider. First of all, uh, the word antichrist is not found at all in the book of Revelation. And the only way place it occurs in the New Testament is in uh, the epistles of 1 uh, 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 John, 2 John, 3 John, and it refers to false teachers. Uh, antichrists are false teachers. 
Uh, we, it, it's not this figure that we see in, in Revelation. In Revelation, we see the beast. And, uh, and the whole point of the book of Revelation uh, is that, you know, they see the beast arising. And even John, everybody's worshiping the beast. Everybody bows down before the beast. And even, uh, and even uh, uh, the apostle John, he uh, looks at the beast and he is marveled. He is in awe. And then the angel asks him, why do you marvel? Uh, he's not the one that deserves all the glory, all worship. Uh, there's an element uh, that we, uh, we worship what we fear. Um, uh, whatever we fear has a hold on us, has a grip on us. And, uh, and, and in that sense, uh, you know, first of all, I encourage you to reread Revelation, the apocalypse, and, and just to note that it was written during a time of great suffering, great persecution. Um, but the other thing is fear. Fear is not necessarily a bad term. Um, in fact, scripture calls fear the beginning of wisdom. And so fear is a, a natural response in human beings when, uh, when we stand before our maker. Part of, the, part of it is like, have I lived my life right? Have I lived my life in a way that honors you, glorifies you? Um, and, that's, and that's something that we all must come to terms with. So there, there, initially there can be fear, but we know that um, fear you know, perfect love casts out fear. And this fear of God turns into a healthy love of God. Uh, so as we grow and as we mature, uh, we love God because we know what he has done for us. We live for him. And so um, while a lot of this, the uh, uh, post, uh, sorry, premillennial uh, theology, you know, it, it, it touches that topic of fear. But there should be a motivating factor driving behind this God, God's love for humanity, God's love. And so uh, the, uh, I think a very important uh, dimension is talking about uh, that many of you highlighted throughout this is the inbreaking of the kingdom of God, uh, the, the inbreaking of uh, in, it, through sanctification, through spirit baptism, the inbreaking of good things for the church, for good things for this world. The church is to be a witness. The church is to uh, is to be of service in the community. The church is here to make the world better. And no matter what happens or what circumstances we are in, we, we eagerly anticipate and wait for the return of Jesus Christ. And in the meantime, we are here to work. We are here to serve. We are here uh, to receive the baptism of the Spirit, where uh, where we can see signs and wonders, where, where we are witnessing and evangelizing the lost. And I think this is a very important thing. Many of you have stated this in, the, uh, in your responses. And I just want to affirm that. Yeah, we believe Jesus is coming. And in the meantime, we are here on earth to make a difference. We are here on earth uh, to establish this kingdom of God. Uh, I, I even, you know, I do not uh, believe we usher in the kingdom of God. Um, there's a verse in Mark that says, you know, and the gospel will be preached to the ends of the earth and then the end will come. Uh, but I do believe that the gospel has not been preached in all the ends of the earth. There are many cities uh, that in, in, uh, in 
in China, in the Middle East, in India that have no Christian presence. And so that's something else for us to think about. We, uh, that small verse, it's a small verse, but it says, you know, it's uh, the gospel will be preached in all the world and then the end will come. And we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I think the Lord wants every nation, every tribe, every tongue to have an opportunity to respond to him. Uh, and I, I just, and I think this should also raise our fervency for missions, for outreach, uh, for evangelizing the lost. Uh, even in the United States, there are people, I've met people here uh, that were from remote uh, villages in India, in Nepal, Guatemala, uh, they, you know, and, and they're here and they've never heard the gospel. Uh, and, and, and especially when I was pastoring New York, we would do outreaches in the city park. And a lot of the children, we would talk to them about Jesus. We would, you know, but, but that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to establish uh, the kingdom of God on earth. We're trying to work uh, for this. And I think this is the fervency that uh, premillennialism brings. And uh, like Lance says, there's bad eschatology, there's good eschatology. I think Rob really pointed that out really well this week. And so um, I want to ask you uh, to list characteristics of a good eschatology. What are characteristics of a good eschatology as premillennial Pentecostals? Um, uh, uh, So I would like you to wrestle with this question. What are characteristics of a good eschatology for premillennial Pentecostals? Uh, But uh, that is all for now. I am really happy about your work this week. I think you have done really well in your reflections. Uh, I'm eager to uh, read your responses. Take care.